Why that is healthy? Why is that important? The podcast is called Why is that important? Hey there, and welcome to Why Is That Important, where regular people come for interesting ideas and perhaps a little debate. I am your host, Joe Wenger, and I'm here with my co-host, Andrew Martin. Hey, everyone. And each week we have the privilege of interviewing someone who has something they feel is important enough to talk about, and we take some time to discuss it and perhaps even disagree on it. So, Andrew, you said... This is the second week now. You've had to had to watch a kid. So what have you learned in this process of 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 being the stay-at-home dad? Well, uh, well, I learned he's a lot quicker to the stairs than I gave him credit for. <laughs> so the last time yep. I did this is when I installed the baby gate on the stairs cuz I was like this kid is way too fast and he thinks the stairs are his new favorite toy. Um so Baby gate has been installed for two weeks now, and I guess I, I think I brought him down from a nap, and I left it open and forgot about it. I was sitting on the couch, and I knew he was behind me, like kind of playing in that area, but I was like, he's probably going to try and play with the lamp, and I'll tell him not to, but he likes to just sit on the bottom step, which is not baby gated off just because of the way our steps are designed, uh, and I'm okay with that, but then his like laugh got like higher in elevation, not pitch, like behind me. And I was like, that doesn't sound like the correct angle from which he should be laughing. So I turned around and there he is on like the third step with his ear to ear grin being like, look what I can do, dad. I'm like, not what you're supposed to be doing. So I had to go snag him. Uh, You're like, I'm half impressed, half half horrified. And no, I'm like (laughs) 95% impressed. And I'm like, man, the chance of you falling is slim. But if you do, how I'm going to explain that to your mother is going to be really difficult. So get off the steps. Let me latch the baby gate and uh, let's not go down that road. (laughs) So that's what I've learned. Oh, the joys and the things you learn in parenting that you never thought you'd do. Like, I've always said, the hardest part about being a parent is not laughing at all the funny stuff your kids do that you know somebody will judge you for if it ever happens in public. So, similar, similar theme there. I, yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, um, today we are joined by Jeremy Flick, and uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, and Jeremy and I have technically have met... B- prior to Facebook, but Facebook was really the, 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 the starting point. And, uh, you know, we, I commented on some of his stuff. He commented on some of mine and eventually realized, Oh, Jeremy is an aspiring musical artist. And then, um, doing some more research for this podcast realized, okay, he does rap and R and B. Um, he's got 1.4, uh, K. So 1400 video plays on reverb nation, which is pretty sweet. And, um, it was unexpected for me to find out that you're doing, doing rap. Cause it's, it's just, I don't know why, but, um, <laughs> and then we're all talking here beforehand. We realized, okay, we all went to the same high school. My cousin, my second cousin is married to his sister. So we're like sort of related and <laughs> we all grew up in Lebanon County. So, um, you're like somehow related to somebody else just about everywhere you go. <laughs> especially if you're a wanger so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so today jeremy's going to be talking with us about realistic optimism and kind of how that plays out especially for him with his dream of of becoming a a musical artist and and as he's been working towards attaining that so um so yeah so tell us a little bit about the the process for you jeremy as you've as you come to the the to this topic like 
you know, not even just why you picked the topic, but like, what are the things that you've been doing that you've realized, you know, I need to look at optimism from a realistic perspective? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really passionate about this topic as I'm passionate about most things, if you know, if you know me very well. But um, I think coming to this topic, realistic optimism is really, um, I think, being able to chase a goal or a dream, uh, envisioning it more as a goal and being realistic about it. And so um, something, you know, I've grown up with is you want to make all these dreams and try and make them possible. And, you know, people think if you're in music, you're trying to become the next, you know, this or that, or, you know, Justin Bieber, or you're trying to be a movie star. If you don't get to Hollywood, you haven't achieved that goal or that dream. Um, and I think that's silly. I think that's just a really surface level way to look at it. And so to reverse that, I think discussing realistic optimism is so important. And I've kind of coined that term, um, because it is being optimistic, but also being real and not, not setting your goals too, too high. And then, so that comes down to how you want to define success. I think that's important that you do that in anything you achieve. So kind of growing up, I know that you mentioned um, rap. It's almost bizarre, not bizarre, but, you know, astonishing. If you meet me and you talk with me and uh, I'm actually going into uh, my second year of grad school at Westchester University. And so I would like to think, you know, with my high level of education, um, people don't really peg me as, you know, a rapper or a rap artist. And I like to ask the question, why? And so growing up, you know, my parents were never big fans of rap. And I think any of my older relatives wouldn't have said that they were big fans of, of rap or R&B or that sort of music, as I put quotes around it. Um, but I loved that music, and I was kind of introduced to it by friends growing up, and I loved it. And I realized that the stigma that surrounds it is the content, not necessarily uh, the rap itself, but the content within it. And so there's just, you know, been this stigma around rap music. Oh, it's the loud music that people dance to and it's just you know bad bad for the soul and that you know that kills me to hear that because I love it so much and there's so many different kinds and styles and ways to to make rap music and mix it with other genres and things like that so um, to kind of combine that with this realistic optimism type of thing being a rapper and being successful at that being a music artist uh, may look very different from what I'm trying to do based off of what other people are trying to do Thankfully, I have education going for me, and I was able to, to work hard and get to the level that I am, and in a year, I'll have a master's degree behind me so that, you know, this, this music thing isn't really, you know, um, my, my main bread and butter, if you will, you know. I have fallback options, and so I think that's the main thing is my goals have been set, and I'm working toward them, but there isn't that over or underlying pressure that I have that I think a lot of people assume you become these things with this pressure of having to make it on your own and, and you know, just kind of, I don't know, I don't know, flying out to Hollywood and just, just trying it, you know, being a starving artist. And I know a lot of people who have done it that way and have succeeded and they're great. Um, and again, I wish those people the best of luck, but it's about setting your sights and knowing that that's not every person's goal. Every person who makes music isn't necessarily attempting to be the next Hollywood star. Um, and I think it's important because if you set your goal too high, then you're disappointed and you're not going to achieve it. So that's, that's I guess, a long-winded response of why I came to this topic. And I just, I'm really passionate about it. And I want to share that with whoever I can. So that's cool. Yeah. If I can jump in and ask you a question here, like. Sure, sure. Um, how do you, how do you know what realistic is before you try something? Because I, I totally 
understand and agree with the concept of, you know, realistic optimism. I never liked it when people would say things like, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land among the stars. I'm like, do you understand how space works? If you shoot for the moon and miss, you die. That's either the sun, Jupiter, or you slowly freeze to death in deep space. None of these sound pleasant. And also, what are you doing for the on the moon? Anyway, that sure. might be a, the, the scientist's, like, overanalyzation of might pop be. culture phrases. Yeah. Might it's a possibility. I'm willing to grant it's a possibility. Um, but but seriously, understanding okay, what is realistic? You know, is it realistic to think that a, a song might get ten thousand plays on SoundCloud, or is it realistic to think a song might get a thousand plays or a hundred thousand plays? Or you know, like how do how do you define realism in an age of if I can use a somewhat overused word, scalability? Uh, you know, if somebody creates something that's truly scalable, mm-hmm. they do the work once and all of a sudden, you know, in the case of Facebook, a billion people use it. So I guess that's my question is like, what, how do you define realism? Yeah, that's an excellent question. I think that comes down to success and defining, you know, what success is to you and then be a re- re- being realistic about that. So some things I do is, you know, set goals. I think it's important to set goals in anything you do. And achieving those goals to me is success. And so then it puts all this pressure on the goals I set. And so my goal is that, you know, I know I'm going to release music um, to some degree and I have to sort out when and how and there's a lot that goes into that process. I know that the music that I release is going to hold true to who I am and then I know that someone's going to be impacted by it. And those are the the goals that I've set out. Now you can put numbers on those, right? How many songs or or, uh, albums do you want to release or how many people do you want it to impact? Are you putting a number on, you know, 100 people and then I'll be happy or 10,000 views and then I'll, I'll achieve success? And I think, you know, those are things you have to wrestle with yourself. And so I'm not delusional. I don't expect the album to be in the top 10 on iTunes or even 100 for that matter. Um, I don't expect to get flown to Hollywood after I release it. You know, I don't even expect people outside of my friend group to really hear it. But, you know, I, I hope that's the case. And so success would come from then the conversations I have with those people who have heard it and knowing that I've impacted somebody in a, you know, in a great way, um, getting critical feedback where I can always be improving and then somehow, again, impacting people who are listening to the music is all it takes for me. Uh, and if things take off for, you know, to whatever extent, that becomes then kind of a pleasant surprise in my, in my opinion. Uh, and that's because I'm setting my goals relatively low because this is kind of the first time I'm releasing anything like this um, as far as album is concerned on iTunes or Spotify or Pandora or all those radio stations. It'll kind of be trial and error for a bit until I, I understand how it all works and how, you know, getting the certain amount of plays works and, and promoting myself. Um, and it's difficult to do on your own. You know, usually you pay a producer, you have somebody with you to set those goals with you. And say, hey, you know, let's shoot for this. And then if we don't get that, let's let's set a new goal. When you're doing that on your own, it's very difficult, uh, especially while you're in school. And I'm currently working full time as well. So it's just uh, it's a lot on my plate. And I love it, though. I do. I love doing that. And you get caught in your own head at times. And those those goals tend to get a little fuzzy. But making sure that you stay true to them as best you can um, is really important comes down to setting those smart goals. If you've heard of that, you know, making sure they're measurable and attainable, achievable, relevant, time-bound, all that good stuff. Um, which, which just turns everybody into an accountant, in my opinion. But. <laughs> That's fair. Well, 
and sometimes I've I've heard it I've heard it stated before too, especially when it comes to like weight loss or something like that. But um, you know, sometimes we set goals, which are just these things that we want to attain, but we don't make plans. Mm. I'm I'm curious how that like have you seen that in in the process where you're at right now? Because I think you're you're just before release, I think, right? Yeah. Or like yeah, yeah. So that's you know another great point is. Not having someone to bounce those ideas off of um, is is definitely difficult, and so I suggest, and I've been doing more of this uh, recently as the release gets closer, um, is bouncing those ideas off of you know friends or mentors or fellow musicians. You know there are definitely groups you can join and people hopefully you can reach out to through connections through Facebook, however, and ha- have them listen to it and get their real feedback because you can only do so much on your own depending on the audience you're trying to impact. You have to make sure that that audience wants to hear it, uh, and knowing what they like is really important. So recently, I had a couple of buddies of mine from my acapella team that I joined this past year come over to my place, and we hung out. and Thankfully, they were willing to, you know, listen through my album, and they gave me some feedback and told me overall that they enjoyed it. And um, I wanted them to be real with me and say, "Hey, if there are parts that I should add or things you don't like, let me know. I'm doing this, you know, for whoever listens to it, not really for my own ego sense." Um, and so that's really important to me. I think that helps you put things into motion. And then at that point, you do have to set deadlines. I'm very, very bad at that. Uh, I can be indecisive, especially when time is hard to come by. You know, getting a calendar and just writing it down, whether it's a whiteboard or on your, you know, on your laptop or on your phone, making a date and say, I'm going to release this by this date. And that might not just be the music. There are little steps that, you know, include promotional material one Facebook post, one Twitter uh, comment. You know, sometimes you have to organize those things and maybe use an online application to to schedule posts. And those are things I've been looking into as the release date comes closer because I don't have time to be logging on and, and thinking those things up on the spot all the time. I have to find techniques and ways that can, you know, <laughs> expedite that process of me sitting there on a computer or on a phone thinking, how do I want to phrase this? I have to do that way ahead of time. Um, and I've been doing that and thankfully kind of saving notes here and there to, to promote the, the posts that I'll be, I'll be doing. Hopefully come fall. This fall, I don't have a specific date yet, but I know that that stuff's in the works. Um, and I have one or two more songs to officially finish recording by this summer to be released for the fall. So I'm very excited. That is really exciting. Um, so it sounds like you work hard to balance your realism and your optimism. You want to be optimistic that things will work out well, but you don't want to be, maybe I should say, overly optimistic and, you know, expect the world to be your oyster automatically, um, mm-hmm. which I, I, it seems really wise in my opinion. I'm not a sage, so <laughs> I might not be the best person to judge wisdom. Um, but I guess the the question then is, like, how how do you find that balance? I mean, there's definitely some some goal setting and some something's got to inform your idea of success. Something's got to help you define that balance of saying, okay, you know, I, I hope my friends listen to it. And if none of my friends did, I would be a bit disappointed. But then the question I would ask you was like, so if none of your friends listen to it, but you know, 1500 people down that you don't know, download your album. Uh, is, does that count as success? 
Mm. Uh, or you know maybe none of your friend one of your friends listens to it and likes it and you get 150 downloads like how many anonymous downloads equals one friend listening to it wow that's a <laughs> that's an excellent question i think for me my friends listening to it is really just to to gauge how they feel about it so that the people who i don't know are listening to it i can trust that they're getting you know what i want them to get out of it that they're connecting with it they're being impacted in some sort of way so Using friends to do that is kind of like, hey, how'd you guys feel genuinely during that song, and what did you, what did you want, uh, you know, what, wh- how did you feel, and what are things that I can work on that an anonymous person won't message me and say, hey, I didn't like this part of the song, or you should have added a bass line here, you know, uh, people so, are gonna. So your comment. friends are kind of like thermometers, maybe. They're not. They're not necessarily uh, a measurement of your idea of was it successful or not, so much as they give you an idea of how a broader anonymous public might receive it. Is that accurate? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So then I, I guess the, then the question is, okay, if you're looking for realistic optimism. Um, the realistic is saying, okay, you know, this isn't going to be Billboard Top 100. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get certified gold. Um, you know, I'm not going to get a recording contract out of this. I'm going to have a bunch of fun. I'm going to enjoy it. Hopefully my friends will like it. I'll learn a bunch of things. Uh, so that's a realistic side. So what's the the optimistic side? Like, what do you hope? Like, uh, like what what's the best case scenario then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the best case scenario again is, and, and it comes down to how do you measure the success. And so if, if for me the goal is impact and making an impact on people, how am I measuring that? Uh, and one way is you could look at views. And so the more views I have. And if I'm confident that my music is impactful and it's relevant and I, it can relate to people's feelings on a certain, you know, level, um, then to me, the more views I have, the more confident I feel that I'm making that impact. And so I want to start those conversations with whatever fan base or uh, listeners I have, you know, comment, message me, let's have a discussion and talk about what I can be doing better to make more music in the future or to promote this even further and impact more people. Um, and so that, you know, that's the optimism there is that I'm going to, to make that difference, you know, in the world if we're looking at, at big picture, you know, why, why do you record? Why are you releasing an album? And another, another thing is really so just so that people take it seriously. I think just the fact that, you know, Joe mentioned, wow, I didn't realize Jeremy rapped. I couldn't peg him as a rapper. That opens up a whole door of, I think, you know, do things that you love, do things that you want to, regardless of um, how people may depict you. Uh, doing it you know if you know I think it's just neat to to make make people guess you know second guess the fact that you did something makes it even more special Um, and growing up wanting to do that and writing music I kind of wrote journal entries that transformed into songs because I would just kind of make them rhyme and then throw a beat over top of it and do it that way Um, and I would surprise people when I would show them my song and they said wow you know this is really good and you you kind of have a knack for this I thought to myself, yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty good too, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's, I'm reassured and it's reinforced in that way. Uh, and that's what drove me to, to keep doing it. And I think it's something I'm going to continue doing, whether, you know, people, people say they love it or they hate it, and that's kind of another wrench to be thrown in, is it's something I'm going to do, so why not try and, and do it to the best of my ability and receive feedback and set goals that, you know, involve other people hearing it and... Um, and feeling a certain way about it, which is, you know, positive, hopefully. Yeah, awesome. I think it's, yeah, it's so important. 
um, I think to be realistic without limiting your own potential. You know, it comes back to that. So I don't want to limit myself and say, well, I know, you know, only 90 people are going to hear this, so I'm just going to make it so that only the 90 people, you know, will like it. I think it's more so I'm going to make this so that anybody who hears it can relate it, can, can relate to it somehow. And if they like hip hop and rap music, they could mistake it for a song on the radio. I, you know, I think that's my goal. And you'll have parents who don't have to be ashamed of what their kids are listening to because of the lyrics. And they don't have to say, oh, no, I just, I just like this song because the beat's so good. I can't, you know, I can't uh, count how many times I've said that growing up just to prove to my parents that I'm not listening to terrible music or we're at a high school dance and they can't play the best song because it has all these swear words in it. And, it, you know, it stinks. Mm. Oh, but we're not listening to the words. We just want the beat. And it's like, yeah, yeah. well, sorry, we can't play that, you know. <laughs> and I've been Sadly, there. They didn't send us foot track. <laughs> Exactly. And I've I've been a DJ for a couple different events and I've been in that scenario where I'm like, darn it, these kids are, are really begging me to play this song and there's no clean version. I can't do it. And I'm thinking, why can't we have both of them? Why can't we merge uh, the two and have a song that parents can jam to in the car and then also they can play at the school dance and kids aren't upset because it's not their favorite radio song that's, that's very mainstream. Um, you know, I'll throw one or two of my songs, I'll be honest into into my my dj repertoire whether i've done a handful of weddings and i actually did a high school dance um within the last month or so and i threw my song in and it's just really great uh, i kind of made an announcement you know if you're wondering who who does this song come up and talk to me afterwards you know but in, enjoy it and they were kind of like what huh and i played it and they danced to it like it was anything else you know they may not have been singing along like every other song but i think the point there was to to grasp that why can't the content not be subliminally, you know, awful <laughs> um, content-wise? Yeah. You know, why does it have to be this hush-hush? Why can't you scream the lyrics and not be ashamed and roll your car windows down and, and do it, no matter what age you are? Yeah, nobody would, you know, nobody would give you the, uh, a dirty eye if you're, like, blasting Journey driving down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all sorts of material that, let's just say is unacceptable in certain forms of polite company. Sure. Yeah. I I totally understand that. Yeah. So then what would you say to the person who tends to be on the more skeptical, even pessimistic side? Like, you know, I think it sounds like it, but I could be wrong, but you seem like you're, you tend to be more towards a positive person and, Mm-hmm. meeting other people meeting other people in your family i would say that maybe that's something that rings rings through within your family but so to the people who tend to be more skeptical tend to see the problems um with you know x y or z thing that they're doing uh what would you say to those people to to get them to the point where that you feel like they can be realistic mm-hmm. but still optimistic yeah I mean, that's a good question. So if they're, you're saying if they're um, relating to music, like if they're trying to perfect their craft and, and they're getting down about it, or they're being pessimistic about um, how far they can achieve? I could see, I mean, personally, I could see it being about anything. I mean, obviously your context is, is music. Uh, so maybe maybe that's the best way for you to kind of relate it. But I mean, I, I can see... Okay, sure. Oh, you know, somebody somebody trying to get a job, somebody working through college to... to f- to finish something, somebody just trying to create uh, a new business or an organization. Um, but they tend to be like, so for example, I'm a, I'm a problem solver. So mm-hmm. I tend 
to always see the issues that need resolved. And so my outlook is not generally positive, or at least it's not communicated in a positive way. I always want positive movement, but I don't communicate to people like, hey, like, this is a positive thing. I, I communicate, okay, this, need, this is wrong, this needs fixed. Uh, and that really wears on, on optimistic people. Mm-hmm. So I was curious, like, what your, from your perspective, uh, what would you say to those, those people to help kind of pull themselves either out of the ditch if they're there or, like, something to be aware of? Yeah. Um, so I think I keep coming back to this idea of kind of the definition of things. And so, you know, defining your success, defining your purpose of why you do it. Um, and that can be related to anything. I'll just use music as an example. For me, it's when I get frustrated with myself, and I do. I think most musicians, most people, if you're, if you're a human being, you're going to get frustrated with yourself at some point, uh, to some degree, for something. And so if I get frustrated with my music and I'm getting caught up in, you know, a detail or, you know, not getting the right promotional material out in time or doing something like that, um, I come back to that purpose. What's my purpose of making this music? And I have to revisit that quite often and, again, set those little goals to see, have I achieved what I want to do achieve for, you know, whatever, this week or this month or in general? Am I doing what I want to do? And a lot of times the answer is yes. And so I have to work on not getting so upset that things don't go perfectly and realize, you know, I am a human being and this is a lot of this is trial and error. I'm not, you know, a seasoned musician. Um, I'm just kind of going along with the flow and it comes back to my purpose essentially is to make music that I enjoy that other people can relate to. And it's not always happy music, it's just more real. And again, hopefully you'll know what I mean once that music releases and it's more, um, some can catch you in your feels, some can make you jump up and, and shout. And it's about creating music that does that. And if I'm doing that, then I really, I really can't be complaining about this little detail of this sound or that sound or which hi-hat or, you know, whatever that may be, which, which pitch to use or when I say hey or yo in the song, I'll tell you what, I spend like 30 minutes doing that stuff, trying to figure out when to throw a hey into a, the chorus of a song. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Do you, is somebody not going to be impacted by this song because they didn't hear two hey's in the chorus of, you know, the second, second verse or whatever. Um, it's just funny when I get that detail oriented, I get really down on myself about that. Or, you know, you have a, a bad voice day. And you think, wow, that was that was really terrible. I just wasted a lot of recording time doing that. Um, and it's so easy, mm-hmm. but you put that bigger picture into perspective, and you think, you know what? Is that really gonna gonna upset my goals and and my purpose of doing it? And it might. And you know, that's something you have to work through in anything you do. It's gonna be obstacles you have to fight through, and it's okay to be upset about it. I think that's another thing is people don't allow themselves to be upset. And it's not that you know, as an optimistic person, it's not that I don't allow myself to get mad. I have to to kind of control it. <laughs> I could I can fester for like, you know, 10, 20 minutes, but after that I have to realize it's out of my control. Had a bad voice day, didn't come prepared. You got to learn better and, and do nec- do better next time. Um, and kind of kind of work again, work toward your purpose. I hope that answered your question, but um, no, I think I think it totally answered my question. It sounds in a lot of ways um, the prep work that you do before you get into the endeavor uh, tends to set the pace and the um, the optimism and the reality uh, all together at once. Because if you can if you can be clear on your vision and clear on on the purpose ahead of time, 
um, you can be realistic with the steps that you need to take to get there, and you can push through on the days where the optimism tank is running a little low. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Um, so then, just another then another question that kind of comes up from as I'm thinking about it, you know, um, I've listened. I I used to be in a band, and I've been working on a side music project with a friend here for some time, and so. Mm-hmm. A um, couple different podcasts and, and uh, the DIY musician podcast, they say, you know, the reality is, you know, people aren't going to like your stuff and your friends don't really want to buy your album. Um, and so there's like, how do you bridge that gap? Like, how are you, how can you be OK with that? And then how can you go out and still sell records? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, as we know, the the players are going to play, 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 and the haters are going to hate, hate, hate. Um, and so, so as you, as you've been kind of pushing here, I mean, I know that you haven't released it yet, but as you anticipate, um, people not liking your music, like how have you prepared yourself, uh, for that reality for the, for the haters, or at least just the people who just tend to be obnoxiously critical? Sure. Sure. And so I think, you know, I love this topic so much because it's, I just think it's so relevant. So that comes into the realistic part is, you know, the time commitment that I'm putting toward this is as much as I can give. But, you know, being a full-time worker, a full-time student for the past, you know, five years now from college to now graduate school, um, you know, putting the time into this, again, I've done the most I can. I've done the best I can. And, uh, you know, I put my passion and heart into it with the songs that I'm writing and, and soon to be releasing. But I have to remember the the competition, if that's what we want to call it, that I have are people who have grown up doing these things and, you know, have the funding, have the promotional material, have the producers to push them and get them to where they need to be. Um, and so they can set their goals so much higher. And I think we're all compared to one another on this standard of, you know, this music sounds so different than the music I'm used to listening to. And it's like, well, yeah, that's because... One person had the budget to make that music and the other person, you know, did it in their living room. And so um, just you, making sure that you're aware and, and not being ignorant to the goals and, and the successes of different people. Um, so I'm, I guess it's more preparation to take that feedback of if I hear, I mean, I would like to think my stuff is good quality. You know, I'm spending the time and money to make sure that the quality is equivalent to that of the radio. But to hear, you know, things like... Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I've never had like official voice lessons. So if they're talking about tone that I have or, or things that, you know, the, the quote unquote haters would say, I'm trying to, to foresee and prepare myself for, well, Jeremy, as, as a full-time this and that and not a full-time musician, it's okay to hear that. It's okay to get a few comments that, that I'm a wannabe, you know, Ed Sheeran or Justin Bieber or whoever. And I'm, I'm ready to take that flack. And quite frankly, it'd be more of a compliment if anything. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I was going to say. If I can jump in, um, somebody who comes up to you and says, hey, I hate your stuff. That's actually more flattering, in my opinion, than somebody who hears it and listens to it once and never again and just, you know, doesn't care. Yeah. Um, some, you know, it's like, the, what's the opposite of love? Is it hate? No, <laughs> it's indifference, right? Sure. Um, so somebody that hates y- your music, who has strongly dislikes it, at least you've had an impact, not necessarily the one you wanted necessarily, but they listened to it, it meant something to them, something they didn't like, and it was a strong enough impact that they wanted to interact with you about it. And essentially that's the thing you, you're hoping to do, but you're hoping to have a, a positive rather than a negative interaction. Um, so if a bunch of people are, are really disliking your music, like if you get 
you get people that are seriously like, this is terrible. I think you actually, you, you struck a nerve. Um, if you can figure out how to play that chord well instead of poorly, I think, you know, that's that's really saying something. So I'd be less concerned about haters than I would be about people who are just like, oh, yeah, you know, you play it. Hey, have you heard my music? And they're like, oh, I think I, maybe I heard this once before, but, you know, I, I don't really remember. Like, that would be more like, oh, man, you actually heard this and it doesn't, you know, you're not like, oh, yeah, this is a great song. I was wondering where this came from. Mm -hmm. So... Plus, Although, if they're if they've listened to it, that means they bought it. It's <laughs> a great is that, point. Is that uh, I wasn't sure how you're going to release it. I wasn't sure if maybe there's like a you know a free single or something like that. I'm just I'm just being sarcastic. Sure, sure. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I, I mean, I do plan to either you know on SoundCloud and I think Reverb Nation. There's a way to release snippets of it that will then take you to the link. Um, yep. You know, through iTunes or whatever you know that may be, and then you know on YouTube, I know that. Once you have that partnership with all of the different music entities, I think it goes on YouTube as a full, you know, a full song that is through YouTube Music or whatever that that looks like now, which it, I guess is free and people can download it somehow. They can find a way to get it for free, but I would hope that the those who are supporting me and those who find the music and come across it would support the fact that you know I worked hard to make it and would would throw ninety nine cents toward a song that I promoted or that you know they heard through the grapevine that is a good song. Um, and that would be my goal. <laughs> but again, essentially, as long as they're listening to it and if they enjoy it, I'm not going to be mad if they bought it or not. Uh, and I think that goes along with the goal. Do I plan to make a ton of money from this endeavor? Or do I plan more so just to, to feel good that people are hearing what I have to offer? And I think the latter is definitely where I'm headed. So just out of curiosity, do you happen to listen to WXPN? I do not, unfortunately. You totally should. If you're in Westchester, you can probably get it on there. So it's uh, University of Pennsylvania's college radio station. Okay. And they are always looking for central Pennsylvania artists that are putting out new stuff. Would you look um, at that? So seriously, uh, and I know I know a couple of, uh, of, of bands that I've heard on the radio. I'm like, Mechanicsburg? I've never heard of them. But, you know, I'm like, that's a sweet jam kind of thing. Um <laughs> And they'll play just about anything. They're, yeah. Uh, so 88.5 is their transmitter out of uh, uh, Philly. But if you're out in the central PA area, then you're looking at 88.7. Is they, they have a, a relay transmitter in Middletown. Um, so they're, they're a great resource. Those guys are super professional over there. Uh, they're actually, in my opinion, um, they're one of the best new music stations, period, bar none. My brother moved wow. to Colorado, and he would actually listen to them um, online because he couldn't find good new music in Denver. I mean, Denver's, I mean, it's an up-and-coming town kind of thing, full of millennials who have lots of cool ideas, and he couldn't find a better station playing new music than WXPN. So, yeah. <laughs> it's actually becoming a new, it's becoming a new, like, a hub for music, too, for, especially for, like, um, wow. electronic and R&B and rap and stuff. Very cool. Yeah, I wrote that down. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, I think it's xpn.org is their website. Don't put the W in because that's something completely different if I remember correctly. Oh, Just oh, okay. xpn.org. There it is. So that's, my little, that's my little shout out if you're Shameless in the Philly plug. or Central Pennsylvania. Yeah, Central Pennsylvania area. 88.5 or 88.7 if you want to listen to some good music. Uh, you, so that's where I heard, there's a couple of songs I heard on there first and I was like, this is going to become big. And the one was... Um, Somebody that I used to know. 
Yeah. I heard that on I heard that on there like six months before it blew up in the summer. And I was like, Wow. I was like, people are gonna like this song. And I played it for some friends and like, that's kind of sweet. And then literally same friends, like three months later, like, oh, you've got to hear this song. It's so good. I'm like, I played that for you three months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. That's great. So yeah, send send them a copy because they they will definitely listen to it and they might even play it on the radio. Excellent. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's the beauty of connections right there. I love it. So I, I I also listen to a podcast. It's called I want to say it's called Meet the Writer or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, it's this guy. He is a um, he's a writer uh, for lots of different you know famous artists and stuff. And he interviews other famous producers and artists, and just kind of you get to hear their stories about how they you know um, how they just happened to get into the place where they're at. And it's amazing how much, I mean, not only how much hard work goes into um, becoming, becoming not only famous, but putting out albums and good quality music and, and stuff. But like to hear the, the process of some of these people and just the random things that happen based off of super random connections and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's great. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of never burning any bridges ever. Because <laughs> you absolutely never know, absolutely. Well, then let's let's. I mean, unless unless either of you have anything to add to the conversation about realistic optimism, I thought maybe we could take a little bit of time here and talk about um, your album and your and your process well, and stuff. Real quick before we do that, I I just sure. I kind of want I'm going to flip the table on you a little bit, Jeremy. And okay, uh, so so what in your opinion does um, unrealistic pessimism look like. Kind of, kind of see the, kind of see the issue from the other side of the table. Yeah, that's that's an excellent question. So I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as pessimism goes, it's really just, and it's so tough because I I start everything from this goal setting idea. So, uh, I guess we'll start with the unrealistic side is thinking that anything that I would release or that you would, you know, a person would release would get, you know, thousands of hits immediately, right? So making sure that the, the timeline is not very conducive to how you're releasing it, right? If Unless you already have 10,000 best friends, you're not going to have 10,000 people hearing it in the first week or the first month or even, you know, year if you're not working at promoting it and having those resources. So, you know, I would think I'm going to get 10,000 hits by next week and then someone's going to notice me and I'm going to get a call from a record deal and I'm going to, you know, fly out somewhere, maybe not Hollywood, but, you know, some other state's going to want me to come there and start performing, and I'll be able to make a living off of it. And I think those are are a few examples of, um, you know, how not to think when you're, you know, starting a process or an endeavor like this, at least with the resources that I have. You know, I'm aware that I don't have those connections and those resources yet. Um, And that's that's the unrealistic part. And then, you know, the pessimism part, it just kind of adds fuel to the fire in that I don't even believe I'm going to do well enough to get those things, but I'm aiming for those things. So, you know, I want 10,000, but I don't even know 10,000 people, and I don't know how to promote anything, and I don't know how to do it. But this is all, you know, I'm banking on this gig, so, like, I need those 10,000 people, and, you know, that's just a number. I'm using that as an example. But, you know, putting all your marbles in one basket and even saying, I might not get 10,000, but at least I'll get a gig next week somewhere. And, you know, that's, that's not even bound to happen. And that's pessimistically saying that 
<laughs> you're being unrealistic. You're not going to achieve your goal, but you're still going to get something. And you know, I'm going into it thinking that might not even happen. If I don't get a single view, well, you know, I'll be pretty disappointed. But if I don't get more than 100 views, but, you know, a portion of those 100 people really enjoy it, truthfully, you know, they're not, you're not, they're not fibbing to my face, um, then I've achieved some sort of goal and I can at least say it wasn't for not, right, doing this. If you can impact anyone or one person, I figure you might as well try it, right? It's worth trying if the possibility exists. So, yeah, I guess I, hopefully I defined an, an unrealistic pessimist. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it gave some context for it at least. I just, I just curious, like if you ever, uh, and I'm highly analytical, maybe you've noticed. So I always uh, try and view things from as many angles as possible. I'm just curious to hear what your idea from that angle was. But back to what Joe was talking about, where can people find this uh, aforementioned album? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm looking to release it on you know all music platforms. So you have Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, Apple Music. And then I guess YouTube is tied into that somehow, I think, through um, Apple Music has a partnership with YouTube. Um, and I will be also posting on my SoundCloud page and Reverb Nation page. And, you know, there may be a song or two that is free to kind of promote that album a little more. I'll, I'll definitely have some singles before the album is officially dropped and comes out. But through my promotion on Facebook, if you know, I have a Facebook fan page and if you've, you're friends with me, you're welcome to check out my actual Facebook page um, through my, my name, Jeremy Flick. And yeah, I'm happy to have any sort of discussion or, or send you links to things and um, yeah, talk about my process. I love talking about it and I love all the work that goes into it too. You know, you have to enjoy that part. If you're doing it just for the outcome, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to want to do it. <laughs> it's hard to stay motivated. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. so essentially SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, and then the platforms eventually, but you'll, you'll see me promoting it on my Facebook pages. Right, so give me just like in like two minutes or less, what has been your creative process and like what is like what can we expect as far as um, maybe some content or some themes within the album uh, that you're really trying to trying to push besides I mean you said being clean but and having the ability to kind of go across uh, maybe even generations a little bit but I was curious like like what has been some of the content for you mm-hmm yeah, all right, two minutes or less. Ready, set, go. Um, a lot of my process, I mentioned a bit earlier, stems from uh, when I was younger and, you know, throughout college. I like to, to take notes in my phone and occasionally on my laptop as sort of like a journal. And each journal entry, I would go back uh, and started editing and kind of made them rhyme. So each stanza or each phrase that I had, uh, every couple bars, I would have rhyme with each other. It became more like spoken word. And through that, you know, I got interested in looking up beats and doing my own thing on GarageBand and, and making a few beats. But essentially, uh, I had friends who, you know, were musically inclined who would send me some beats or give me ideas. And I would set my lyrics from my journal articles to those beats and those backgrounds. And I'm fairly musically inclined, so I can change the key or I can change the rhythm or pace based off of what I've written or what beat I was sent and merge them that way. And so... As far as an overarching theme for the album that I'm referring to now, and there may be more coming in the future, hopefully, um, as ideas <laughs> flow, uh, this would be more relationship-based. Um, 
you know, a few things with, you know, romantic relationships, but then also friendships and really going through the ups and downs of just, you know, what a what what an average college kid might go through, college age individual, I shouldn't limit it to college people, but, um, you know, uh, someone in, from 18 to 23 has experienced in their, you know, their college experience and just putting that on paper and then essentially putting that into uh, a song and... It'll be a bit of a story, you know, song one to song, I'm not going to tell you how many are on it. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll say we'll say at, at least 10, which is actually, I'm really excited to say that, at least 10 songs, nice. potentially one or two more, um, depending on how much progress I get done this summer. Um, but yeah, those one through 10 or so songs will be kind of a story from start to finish and the feelings you go through and then cap it off with song number 10 or 12 or 13. <laughs> um yeah, completing the album, and I'm really excited to have them flow from one to the other. Sweet, so it'll be cool. like a concept album. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that. So do you have a do you have a, a a release date you're aiming for? I've been telling people fall because what I I feel like what I would do is set a release date, get really excited, get other people excited about it, and then at the last second add a song or omit a song or make a you know a big decision change, uh, which I'm known to do. So. I'm keeping that under wraps at this point, but you know, promoting just the idea of following my page and staying up to date with the process. You know, I'll send Snapchats out to people, and I post on my Instagram, kind of me on my laptop or me listening to a song in the car, and it's great. You know, it creates some buzz. People are like, "Yo, which song is that on the album?" Or you know, "What's the name of that? When is it coming out?" And those are the types of questions I want people to be asking, so that I can have more of an audience once I, you know, choose which date. It's released on. Cool, very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear uh, hear this. Yeah, especially thank you, since thank we're related, you. so I can say that I'm related to a, related to a rapper. There you go. Um. I really, I really want to. I wish we had like a 30 second clip we could just insert right here just to tease people. But well, Andrew, actually, we do. Let's go ahead and cue that now. So let's just uh, let's just summarize here in in like three sentences or less. Uh, what's the takeaway for people? Um, for our listener that that is aspiring towards something and they're looking at this realistic optimism thing like what would what what are the main three takeaways main three takeaways um i would say number one is defining your purpose so why are you doing it what's the what's the overarching theme and purpose of you um, setting out on this endeavor whatever that may be music or not music related the second part is being realistic, right? So part of the realistic optimism. And that has to do with setting goals, making sure that they're attainable goals that are achievable and setting time onto those goals to make sure that you can get them done. Um, and then I think, you know, I, I'm splitting it apart, realistic. And then the optimistic part comes into uh, making sure that you're always looking up and understanding, you know, don't compare yourself to people who are very very different than you as far as you know the means that they have to perform so if i'm 
comparing myself to someone who has years and years of experience or credentials or resources available to them, it's not a good comparison to make. And it's hard for me to, you know, be realistic and get get down on those sort of things because it's not realistic to do that. Um, So I say keep that in mind. That helps you remain positive and keep things in perspective. Yeah, I think those are great. I mean, even if you're not aspiring towards anything, I think keeping keeping things in life and relationships in perspective um, is always a good thing. But uh, especially if you're aspiring towards something, because that journey can get long and it can get arduous sometimes for different people in different situations. So that's really good. And all right, final question. I was trying to think about what what's what's the best one. So mm-hmm. if you had if you had the chance to meet your favorite two rappers um what would they be oh boy would they be i'm I'm excited to answer this because i know my my first uh and number one would be john bellion i'm not sure if you have heard of him but nope he is fantastic he's a growing artist um i would say up and coming but i've been following him since my freshman year of college and my roommate actually introduced him to me, and he wasn't very well known. Kind of found him on YouTube and listened to some of his stuff. You know, when we would come back from classes, my roommate would be playing it, and we would just jam to this John Bellion hit, you know, over and over again. And he would release new stuff. We'd be following him. And recently, I, you know, I saw a show of his in D.C. He just has a new tour coming out I'm going to see, probably in Philly. Um, but regardless, he recently uh, has a song out called All Time Low, and that's the big radio hit now. And, you know, he was signed, and now he has a huge fan base, um, and I continue to follow him, and he's he's been incredible. He not only writes his own music and raps, but he usually does his own choruses, which is something I like to do. And then he also produces his own music, or at least he did for a mm. while before being signed to Capitol. And it's just so incredible. He has YouTube videos that I uh, totally, you know, insist that you check out. It's all about the process that he goes through, and he'll... Um, you know, make this beat here, and he records himself doing all of it and inviting people in to play a trumpet for this one part that he could have synthesized, but he chose to have a live violinist or trumpet player in his recording studio. It's just so neat, and the passion that he has is something uh, that I really try to replicate and emulate in a variety of ways. So John Bellion is is definitely my, my first and foremost. And Shameless plug, my acapella group is actually also releasing an album this upcoming year, and I'm doing a, a solo to All Time Low as John Bellion's part. So I'm very excited for that um, nice. on their album. So that's, you know, another shameless plug. Yeah, and then I guess do I have to answer a second one? I put all my marbles into that first one. <laughs> I mean, you don't, yeah, you, you don't have to if you want to. I mean, if you got somebody, you go for it. But Yeah, here, here's the thing. I took so long to find a favorite artist. Everybody growing up had their favorite this and favorite that, and I was always so picky and indecisive. And then I heard John Belly and stuff and, you know, saw him in a few interviews and a few videos, and I just latched onto him because I, I feel like I, I related to him the best out of any of the artists that I've heard, even if I like the music. You really have to know the person and understand where they're coming from and their background. And I, you know, I found John to be really relatable in that way. Cool. So not Eminem. <laughs> I think he's incredibly talented. I wouldn't say, you know, he's he's a favorite. Um, but you know, I've I've seen videos and I've I've read things that you know his thought process is off the wall, bonkers, and I love it. You know, he's reading the dictionary at night, and you see, you can pull up a Google image of like him writing on a piece of paper, like his lyrics, and he's crossing stuff out and circling stuff. And, 
it looks like a jumbled mess, but to him, you know, it's, it's genius. It's just incredible to see somebody of that talent go through their process like that. I love it. Yeah, people that can do the things that he and others that I've seen do just off the wall out of nowhere. It's a, it's a, it's it's a gift. It's amazing. Mm, definitely. So, cool. Well, um, we kind of talked about it already, but um, best place to fa- find you online um, would would be what? I would say the my Facebook fan page, which is connected to my Reverb Nation page. Those are my top two fan pages. Um, I know that Facebook kind of limits posts that people see, and that I'm just throwing that out there that if you really want to stay updated at Reverb Nation, you can find a, an email list if you enter your email. I could send out um, notifications that way as well if you want to, to plug that in. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. And we'll have a list of, of everything in the show notes, uh, all of his things, Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all of that. So if you, if you really like the, the interview, you're curious to hear where he's at with the music process, and, and then uh, you want to get to a place where you're listening to his music when he releases it potentially this fall, um, that would be, those will be there for you. Um, and also, if you enjoyed the interview, if you, if you had a great time listening to this, uh, we would love for you to take a minute to rate us and subscribe on iTunes. Um, it, it just it goes a long way to promote these conversations. Uh, and, and also, if you're not listening on iTunes, your favorite podcast app, same thing. Um, share it if you like it. Tell your friends. Uh, email us with guest suggestions. Uh, it's contact at whyisthatimportant.com. And we would be so glad and grateful to not only have that suggestion, but to be able to talk to another person that's just your friend, that's just regular, but so incredibly not regular because of this cool thing that they're really passionate about. And uh, it's just so much fun to talk to different people. Yeah, um, just looking it up here next week. But uh, n- next week we are talking to Missy Ross, and Missy Ross is the mother of six children, all of which um, she did not birth. They have adopted six kids. And so we're going to be talking to her about why adoption is important. And I think they were even considering adopting another one. And just an amazing family, uh, family dynamic. And to just to know that they're doing some great work out there with adoption. So uh, tune in next week if, uh, if that's something that interests you. Uh, well, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for uh, sharing with us not only just your, your passion for your, your craft, but also for seeing other people be able to to rise above the challenges uh, and to be realistic about it, but still keep moving forward. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys so much for doing what you do, having me on this show, uh, and I love it. You know, I love seeing you do, do your own work, do your own passion through this podcast and giving other people the opportunity to share their Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. Don't forget to stick around and hear Jeremy Flick's song, One Shot, coming up right now. Yeah. You only got one shot, one shot. One shot, baby. You only got one shot, one shot. You only get one. Uh, uh. Yeah. One shot, one shot, one shot. Sometimes you only get one, one shot, and I get one shot. Look, for 
a moment I'm sitting way high up on a cloud And for a second I forgot what I'm rapping about But now I'm owning it, never expecting any props Saw you looking at me funny, but that's the haters job No, that's the haters mob, never pay attention to them Clean rapping is too much for them, I guess it's too confusing Most rappers hop in the bandwagon, but I'm refusing I write my own story, no plagiarism Heck, I didn't like to call myself a rapper Cause I don't like the stigma or what people say about them Now let's be honest though, my flow is just too real So go ahead Jeremy, tell them how you really feel You acting like you got something to prove So go ahead and show me what you can do Yeah, You better blow up the spot Might be the only chance that you've got One shot And if you wanna come and roll with me Then I demand you stand and keep moving your feet If there's something you can manage Go ahead and take advantage of that Take the bait, or wait for a gig to replace The money that I could be working to make See some rappers are paperweights Getting paid to stand away Bunch of little kids getting spoon fed on their plates If I ain't credible, then my flow ain't compatible Nothing about me is cynical, face it, I've been invisible I'm unpredictable, not to mention I'm spiritual Subliminal messages are in everything we listen to So I'm a skill to show, never been a criminal Limitations are minimal, keeping my ego minuscule Don't let them fool you, just remember the principles Say they speak truth while they inhaling the chemicals you acting like you got something to prove So go ahead and show me what you can do You better blow up the spot Might be the only chance that you got One shot And if you wanna come and roll with me Then I demand you stand and keep moving your feet If that's something you can manage Go ahead and take advantage if it's a shot you want, then give it all you got If opportunity knocks, give it no second thought No regrets, what you see is what you get Stop relating happiness to all of these big checks We can't be waiting for someone to take notice Guilt by association, and I'm a culprit It takes time to reverse our mindset Talking about the good times, I admit I love to reminisce I guess I'll take a sip, days of the innocence Wanna go back to the castle, aka the picket fence Since I was a little kid, I wanted this Now it's time to take the shot, cause you may never get it again you acting like you got something to prove So go ahead and show me what you can do You better blow up the spot Might be the only chance that you've got One shot And if you wanna come and roll with me Then I demand you stand and keep moving your feet If that's something you can manage Go ahead and take advantage of that one shot You acting like you got something to prove So go ahead and show me what you can do You better blow up the spot Might be the only chance that you've got and if you wanna come and roll with me, then I demand you stand and keep moving your feet. If there's something you can manage, go ahead.